pretty. I, I, I don't think kids nowadays realize, like, back in the day, you know, the Godzilla, you know, the, the, the old school, OG, corny, cheesy TV shows, how yeah. much hurt, how much hurt the introduction of Mecha Godzilla, that guy, like, how much hurt he gave Godzilla? I mean, it was just bad. It was terrible for Godzilla. I mean, you're talking about an introduction of Godzilla that, you know, as kids growing up, we were like, holy cow. And the business, like you said, that he gave Godzilla, yeah. I think we were all left jaw dropped. He, he, caught, he caught his entire tail and his spine just on flames because he kept on throwing the bombs, the finger bombs. I don't even remember them, but he had like finger yeah. bombs. Yeah. And then he had those, those uh, cheesy eye beams. It just was just nailing him left and right. But... <laughs> Rudy, we have a show to do, so let's go to get right to it here. Welcome to Lockdown Spurs, right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. And uh, hopefully the uh, Spurs got themselves a win yesterday versus Memphis. Uh, probably was a tough out for San Antonio, but hope you're enjoying a win. If not, well, you know, hey, more ping pong balls as the uh, NBA season is starting to wind down crazy, huh? Uh, what are we doing today? We are going to play a game of buy and sell with our guests. We're going to be looking at uh, certain things that the Spurs have in their immediate future and perhaps their long-term future. Again, just a quick game of buy and sell with uh, my good friend Rudy Campos Jr. He is with Sweep the League Radio on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League uh, and uh, check out SweepTheLeague.com. Rudy, welcome back to Locked on Spurs and Man, uh, a couple of days ago, the Spurs were like Mecha Godzilla versus the Rockets, weren't they? Hopefully, they did that last night versus the Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, they took it. They really took it to the Rockets. I made a tweet out there saying, you know, oh, the game's almost over. Didn't even realize, and it was just the third quarter. I mean, they were just balling all over Houston. It continued yeah. into the fourth. It was a beautiful game. I have to admit, it was a very beautiful game. It was a rare time where Spurs fans got to actually sit back and just be in the opposite end of a beatdown because mostly of the time the Spurs are usually the ones suffering the uh, L. But uh, yeah, hmm. and to beat and to beat Houston too, that was fun. A little payback yeah. for <laughs> Houston uh, beating San Antonio in San Antonio. But uh, Rudy, again, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And uh, are you ready to play a game of buy and sell? Yeah, man, feels like I'm on the prices right right now, getting ready to buy sell. I know, I know. We, uh, by the way, Plinko was my favorite game to watch. I like the mountain, the mountain climber. There's the something about climber. that yodel. What was that, that one again? You had to like guess the price without going over the cliff, right? Yeah, you guessed the prices on the products, and if you were too high, he just kept climbing and climbing and climbing. But if you were able to guess them within a certain range and he didn't fall off, you won everything. I know. I always liked it when the, they would show the prizes and like you can either get like door number one and they'll show you like the car or <laughs> the cruise or the all expenses paid trip. I'm like, man, if I said if I was sitting standing there in front of that podium, I wonder what I would pick. But everybody just always bet a dollar. That was your best bet. Bet a yeah. dollar to get on <laughs> the uh, on the big stage. All right, Rudy, let's go to dive right into this. And once again, a game of buy and sell on Locked On Spurs with Rudy Campos. The first one is buy or sell, Rudy. The Spurs will be making more trades in season ahead of the NBA trade deadline 2022. You know, I'm going to actually reluctantly sell on this one. I don't see them making any more moves. I mean, the Bryn Forbes moves definitely was uh, kind of a surprise, but not really. Uh, But at the same time, you know, a lot of people are talking about that being moved. 
I don't think that's going to be moved. There's no GM that's going to actually trade for Thad knowing that they can sign him outright when the Spurs probably aren't going to buy him out. So when they do buy him out, GMs are going to get him that way. They're not going to give any pieces of, especially a contending team, they're not going to give up any contending pieces of their team. For Thad Young, I mean, you heard the rumors of Jakob, you know, and Toronto being linked together. The way Jakob's playing, there's just absolutely no way the Spurs would move him. So I don't see them uh, making any more trades this season. I think the team we see on the floor is the team we're going to have for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, outside of the possible Thad move, and you're absolutely right, I didn't think about that. You know, if you're a contending team, why are you going to give up um, some, you know, cachet, whether it be second-round picks, late first round, what have you, when the Spurs can just simply buy him out because he is on his way out. I mean, sure, he's playing a little bit here and there in the last few games, but for the most part, he's usually picking up the DNPs. So barring anything with Thad, yeah, going back to that Jakob Proto rumor, I mean, the only way it happens, I mean, Rudy, and I'm pretty sure if you're a GM, is if they if the opposing team, the other team that wants Jakob just gives you this, this godfather of an offer. You know, they got to yeah. have Jakob. They got to have him. You know, we're talking about first round picks, you know, a promising young player. Barring that, I don't see uh, Proto going anywhere. He is well under his NBA value. You know, Spurs did a good job of securing him for uh, a little bit of a long-term deal. And he's mm-hmm. putting up numbers, double-figure scoring. I never thought I would say that on Lockdown Spurs about Yaku Girl. <laughs> double-figure rebounding, being an anchor. Um, I had an article at kens5.com slash Spurs where Joel B. yes, Joel B. the more than likely NBA MVP, comes out and tells everybody after the game that, Jakob Pertl is underrated. Let's talk about that. Is he underrated in the minds and the eyes of Spurs? I mean, outside of Spurs fans' eyes, you know, it's just the NBA itself. It, it seems like you think of the bigs, you think of the usual suspects, Embiid, Gobert, Joker, uh, the list goes on and on. And I get it. That's Joker and that's Embiid. You know, that's, you know, a high, uh, high class right there. But I think that Pertl deserves more shine. He does. He definitely does. You know, when he first got here, he looked lost. But I used to remember Jakob when he played at Utah, and he was pretty dominant at Utah. Reason being why he was a first-round pick, you know, early with the draft with the Toronto Raptors. But, you know, we're so used to big men in San Antonio being Robinson and Duncan, um, even guys like, you know, uh, Fabrizio Alberto and these guys, you know, who still were really very capable of playing that big man position for San Antonio. And that's what we got accustomed to. It's it's not fair that we really didn't give Jakob a chance to shine. I mean, he was still learning the system along with DeMar when he came over in the Kawhi trade. But now he's showing the reason why the Spurs were able to get him, you know, secured, you know, like you said, sort of long-term. I mean, he's putting the work in. His free throws are not super great, but you know what? They've improved. But the aspect of the whole thing about his entire game is everything's up across the board. And that's what you want to see from a player in a Spurs system that's developing. He's developed into the player that a lot of Spurs fans were hoping he would be. And Mm -hmm. right now, you can't get any other big man outside of the mentioned, you know, Jokic, Embiid, or anybody like that, you know, for the price range you're getting from Jakob. I mean, he's putting up numbers that are, I'm not going to say ungodly, but unheard of right now. Yeah, and and it's been a long time since the Spurs – had themselves a quality big look. That's no knock on, you know, guys like Fabrizio Alberto. He did the dirty work, you know, but mm-hmm. he didn't give you work the way Pirtle's doing. Uh, Tiago Splitter, you know, just did the dirty work as well, but again, didn't give you the numbers like we're seeing from Yaka Pirtle. You know, in the uh, last five games, 
Proto is just being dominant. You know, he's averaging eight, well, at least the uh, last five games ahead of last night's Memphis game, averaging mm-hmm. close to 19 points per game, 10 rebounds, and three blocks. It's been a while since we've seen that kind of production from a San Antonio man in the middle, uh, Rudy. Yeah, we haven't seen that production in a good while. But, you know, the thing with Jakob, and a lot of people fail to really realize it when it's a fan's perspective, is look at how dominant him and DeJounte have been on the pick and roll. I mean, that is a that is a classic and a very basic move to learn in basketball as a basketball 101 when you start playing. And they've got that down packed. But what also helps is you've got guys like Doug McDermott and Devin Vassell that are – hitting the outside jumper. So that's freeing up the lane for Jakob to get work in there, and he's not being so clogged in the middle when he gets the ball. But, I mean, right now, I really look at that pick and roll between him and DeJounte. I would say right now in the league, when it comes to a big man and their point guard, they've got to be in the top part of that list. I mean, it's just ridiculous how those two guys are playing together right now. Uh, Just something to think about, food for thought. Let me get you uh, your quick first impressions here. Where do you think Jakob is going to rank among Spurs bigs? The Spurs have plenty of quality bigs in their history from Robinson, Ooh. Duncan, Gil- Gilmore. Gilmore. Um, you know, you, you can you can go further back. Uh, maybe a couple of the Bruce brothers back in the day. Uh, you, you know, but I think he's positioning himself as one of the best bigs this franchise has ever had. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. Yeah, I mean, you're talking... I mean, he's not going to be above Duncan Robinson and Gilmore. Definitely, you know, nope. I think you still give nope. guys like Splitter. Uh, Splitter is probably ahead of him still. Uh, you consider Lamarcus maybe? I mean, you could put Lamarcus ahead of him a little. But I mean, you're Oof, talking. I know, I know. Uh, I would say right now, I That's... mean, definitely maybe top seven, easily. Top seven. Top seven. Top seven. I think. Huh. All right. Well, top seven. Well, that's some food for. That's a, and where would you rank Proto among Spurs' historic bigs? Is he rising up the ranks? So, you know, let us know. Uh, but circling back to our first buy and sell question, whether the Spurs are going to be, uh, you know, active in the uh, trade uh, ahead of the trade deadline. That is, uh, I think you'll probably hear a lot of rumors and rumblings. You know, um, you know, a Woj bomb here. You know, so and so reporting this. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to hear Lonnie Walker name pop up. You know, technically, mm-hmm. he is in the contract season. Technically, the Spurs could lose him this offseason. And, Rudy, if you're the Spurs, you know, why not try to get something for Lonnie than seeing him just sign with another team if they don't want to match? You know, Jeff, it goes kind of back to the whole that young thing. I mean, GMs in the NBA are very, very smart now. They, re- they really know when – 
a player is needed. Lonnie Walker is not a player that's needed by certain teams. And we're talking like contending teams. Now, if you got a team like Detroit or somebody that needs to fill a void long-term and they see Lonnie as that potential fill-in and that guy that can fill that position, I think they make a move, but it's not going to be anything worth, you know, making the move for maybe like a second round pick or something like that. So I think, you know, as far as him being moved, it doesn't look like it would happen. I mean, like I said, there's really no team out there that it says we have to have Lonnie Walker. And he even goes into free agency. I don't think you're going to see a lot of teams wanting him for the value that he might be getting from the Spurs. I think the Spurs can actually sign him to a bigger deal than most teams can. I think this is his first uh, free agency coming up, if I'm not mistaken. So they are able to probably sign him for a little bit more than what other teams can. I think he's probably going to end up re-signing with the Spurs if they do tend to go that route and they do want to re-sign him. There's just, to me, there's not a lot of interest in him. He's still developing. He's still young, but he still can bring some value to the Spurs. You know, not every single night, but here and there, he can bring that value. I think he comes back in San Antonio in the offseason. Hope it's not for a big contract, though, because right now he's not looking good. Like, he's going to get some sort of big payday the way he's playing. I mean, no. I, 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 look, I know we gotta we got to move to the next question here, but... Man, did you see that slump he recently had? It was mm-hmm. pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. I mean, he's so sporadic. That's the problem that it is. So I think a contract that's laced with a lot of incentives usually tends to drive a player like him to do the best. Yeah, exactly. All right. Once again, we're talking with Rudy Campos right here on this episode of Locked On Spurs, where we're playing a game of buy and sell and a few questions and a surprise question for Rudy later on. All right, let's go to the next question here. Rudy in this buy and sell game is buy or sell the Spurs overpaid Derek White. That is a tough one, man. I mean, you, when Derek got his contract, you're talking about a guy that was putting up some numbers was his, his game was improving, you know, leaps and bounds. And then he got riddled by injury. He got, you know, obviously he had was health and safety protocol. So it comes down. I mean, you're looking at a guy making, you know, what, 15, 16, 18, 19 yeah. million year in, year out. Yeah. And in today's NBA standards and in today's NBA game, he's actually paid, I think, right where he needs to be. I mean, he's not an all star, he's not a superstar, but he is a star and a legitimate piece on a team. So when you've got players like him and DeJounte who are leaders on the team, the contract's right. Now, if he really continues to slump and he really doesn't continue to improve, which I've seen a lot of people say that this season because he's had some struggles, I get the uh, concern. But his contract is right where it needs to be. I don't think he gets a bump and raise at the end of the 24-25 season. But, again, he's got this all this time to improve, and I think the contract is right where it needs to be. It's, it's actually a good one, too, because if you want to move him, that's actually a good price for other teams because it's not going to put them too far over the cap. And majority of the players you're going to get back in return are at the same value. Yeah. Looking at some of the, uh, the numbers here for Derek White's contract is really mentioned 15 million this season, next season, it goes up to 16.8 following season, 18.1 in the final year, 24, 25, 19.3. That's a hefty, hefty amount of money. I believe he is the highest paid spur. Right now, he is the highest paid Spur. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, he is even higher paid than DeJounte Murray. Now, you didn't mention the injuries. Yeah, you know, not 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 good. <laughs> you know, you know, it's really uh, held him back. But 
you look at some of his numbers and you start wondering like, man, you know, did the Spurs overvalue him too soon? You know, maybe they should have dialed it back a bit, you know, maybe not give him a lump sum. You know, he had that great coming out party in the playoffs against the Denver Nuggets. And then since then, we really haven't seen that type of play. And yes, you're right. Injuries, you know, suck and it hit him hard. The, the COVID hit him as well. But we're looking at some of his career numbers now. And they're down uh, slightly this year. He averaged about 15 points last year, 14 points this year. Okay, no big deal. Rebounds are slightly up, 3.5. Now, this is where the assists, the facilitating has spiked. He's now at 5.6 as opposed to 3.5 last year. But then comes the big one, and that is three-point shooting, 29% on the season. He dropped tremendously. And last year, he didn't you know, shoot the ball that well, but 34%. Uh, that seems to me the big issue right now. And this is a league where they need three shooting or every team needs three shooting from their perimeter players, Rudy. Yeah. And, you know, the glaring need definitely, well, the glaring part was the three point shooting, like you mentioned. And I think, you know, with Derek, it's fine. You're yeah. He needs to become a better three point shooter, which he has tailed off a lot on, but then you kind of look at the other aspect of things. I mean, that's why you went and got a Doug McDermott, a three point specialist. You go out there Devin Vassell shooting really well. Keldon has improved his three-point shooting. The same with DeJounte. DeJounte is shooting a little bit better from three-point range. You've got guys that can actually make up for what you're losing in Derek when it comes to three-point shooting. If I look at Derek White, I'm looking at a guy that reminds me uh, of a slasher. I mean, he he gets to the basket. He does the little things that are going to help you win a game, whether it's be drawing an offensive, char- uh, offensive foul or just getting to the basket for an and one, his game is more of a slasher's mentality, and that's what I like about it. So to say that, okay, well, you know, three-point shooting isn't great, I get that. you know. But if you look at the overall aspect of his game right now, the contract kind of is good where it's at. And you're right, he's the highest-paid spur going into each single year as of right now. Uh, but Deshande is not too far behind. I think they're only like maybe a million, maybe ha- a little bit under that, away from each other uh, price-wise. Mm-hmm. So you're getting some good value for both guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, in my opinion, I think they did overpay him a little too soon. Um, that's a lot. You know, he is, you know, look at his age. You know, yes, he is young. And yes, he is young by any NBA, any standards in the world. He is a young guy. But for NBA standards, their, short, their shelf life is a little shorter. He's entering, you know, he's exiting his 20s and be 30 soon. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to start seeing, you know, is this his peak right now? Is this it? You know, will the decline start coming now uh, sooner sooner rather than later? You know, is this the entire package that we're going to see out of Derek White on the court? And they're good numbers. They're not bad. But for a guy that's getting paid that kind of money, you definitely expect more. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next buy and sell question right here on Locked On Spurs with Rudy Campos Jr. Follow him on Twitter at Sweet League. Yeah, but when when do you throw in the white flag? I mean, you're only that's, that's you're two the, yeah, games out of the 10th spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you're two games out of the 10th spot, but you're only like six games roughly out of the actual playoffs in the sixth seed. So yeah. where where do well, like that I guess that's the question I try to go and I I battle that every single day. When do you throw in the white flag? I mean, just cuz you go yeah. on a four game losing streak doesn't mean that you're out of it essentially yet. I I think the Spurs are going to just trip into that Eighth, that that play in spot like everything be just so bad yeah. they're just gonna you know, just fall into it like oh okay I guess we're playing an extra game uh, because 
it's kind of a, you know, where they're at right now, as you mentioned, you know, they're right there. They're, they can make the post, they can make that play in game or they can get themselves in a position to get a high pick. They're right there. And, mm-hmm. you know, now the team is healthy, Rudy, you know, you can definitely see them maybe picking up more W's and L's and, you know, solidify yeah. themselves for a really serious push for the play in spot. But then Rudy, they're back to that whole, well, now we're drafting 15, 16, 18. You know, they, they I don't know if they can afford that where they are right now in their franchise history, Rudy. I mean, they they really can't, honestly, man. I mean, you took DeJounte late in the first round. Derek was a late first yeah. round pick. Devin was not exactly a high lottery pick. I mean, neither was mm-hmm. Keldon was a late first round, too. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing that I guess a lot of people have to realize. Like, a lot of fans need to say, okay, yeah, you want that top pick. But again, like you and I have talked about in previous Lockdown Spurs, there's more times than not a top pick in the draft doesn't pan out than there is one mm-hmm. that turns into a LeBron James or somewhere. A lot of these superstars are drafted, you know, third, sixth, ninth, tenth, you know, in that area. They're not always the first pick or two in the draft. Hmm. Yeah. And they, they didn't wonders, you know, where they're picking at late 20s. You know, you mentioned Murray and White and look at Murray now. He's you know, all-star, you know, worthy, uh, mm-hmm. Keldon, you know, Keldon's playing good. I want to say great, but he's playing good uh, yeah. this season. Uh, and yeah, they, you know, they can definitely, you know, swing for the fences and hit a home run. We're seeing that right now, but they can also kind of whiff. We've seen Lucas Hominich, yeah. uh, Lonnie Walker is, you know, Lonnie Walker was number 18 overall. Yeah. You know, that was a high pick for the Spurs and he's been kind of, eh. You know, don't know. <laughs> um, but if they can vault themselves into that top 10, you know, let me ask you, uh, Rudy, will they, if for some reason they fall within the top 10, will they get themselves that type of player that they can just plug in immediately and none of this Austin, you know, route BS? You know, I, I will say this. Uh God, that's a really tough question because it comes down to who's coaching the team. If you've got pop coaching the team, I really don't care. Unless it's a top three pick, you're not going to see that guy probably in the Spurs varsity team at the beginning of the year or to start the year or anything. It's probably going to be a guy that's going to go into um, the Austin Spurs organization. But if you have a different coach, then you're talking about somebody who may give the young guys a chance. I mean, drafting in the top ten – you're looking at a guard-riddled draft. There's not a whole lot of big men that you want to draft early. So, I mean, if you're looking at guards, it's possibly if you're moving from a moving on from Alani Walker and certain guys like that, the guy may get some run early in the uh, Spurs season. But again, it comes down to coaching. It pops to the coach. Chances are, and history serves, he's not going to end up playing a rookie or he's not going to give a oh, guy. Spurs fans are going to be flipping tables if that happens. Exactly. It goes back to the yeah. whole Primo thing. You draft Primo, okay, you're pissed off, but then you see how Primo produces, and now you're pissed off because he's not playing. So it's like, what the hell do you want? I mean, yeah. it's Pop's mentality. He's going to leave them to get you know some cooking in the Austin's uh, in the G League. I think if they get if for some reason they land in the top ten and they get themselves a top ten talent, they play him right then and there. And the next season, you know, if you want to get him a little burn in Austin, you know, maybe a month, okay, but. I would not, you know, want to see that player if it's within the top ten be in Austin the entire 
G League season because that's top 10 yeah. talent right there. Get Cade Cunningham right now. He's balling for Detroit. Uh, yeah. Look at a Scotty Barnes with Toronto, just killing it right now. They got to get mm-hmm. that NBA burn. And look, you can perhaps give them a pass with Primo because the the, the San Antonio roster is stacked with a lot of young talent they want to develop. You know, their development curve is obviously ahead of Primo's. Primo was yeah. 18 years old, the youngest player in the NBA this season. You get that. But if they're at a point in their season right now and they're looking at this like, yeah, you know, I don't think the playing is going to happen or, yeah, playoffs are done or, you know, we just, you know, dropped the ball on the rodeo road trip, then, yeah, I mean, just bring him back now and just let him get his burn. Got a couple more questions right here on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. We're playing a game of buy and sell with our guest, Rudy Campos Jr., who's killing it over there at 9.30 a.m. The answer, by the way, when, when, when is your uh, show? How's your show doing? Show's doing good. It's every Sunday night, seven to nine PM on night three in the answer. We're doing uh we're doing really well. The kids uh the kids that are a part of the show are are teaching me the uh the new aspects of music here, the new life. Like I just learned who the weekend was. I don't even know who the hell that was. And apparently they're gonna give me a lesson on Bad Bunny. I've I, I don't know who Bad Bunny is, man. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have thought, you know, Bugs Bunny. You know, like in one of his episodes where he's like <laughs> evil Bugs Bunny or something. Donnie All right, Darko. A few, a couple That's of, what I thought of when he said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donnie Darko. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple more questions on uh, this game of buy and sell right here on Locked On Spurs. And maybe you already answered this, but we'll revisit it. Will the Spurs match any offer made for Lonnie Walker this offseason? Uh, I will. I'm going to say that I will sell that easily. If. If they uh, if there's a team out there willing to pay Lonnie Walker ridiculous money, then you let them walk. I mean, there's no reason to match that kind of money. But again, if it's for a value price, which I really feel like I said, I don't think there's a whole lot of interest out there for Lonnie Walker as far as teams go. The only ones that I see maybe wanting to throw some good, decent money at him are teams that are still rebuilding and see that he might fit their system. But at this point, I don't really see a whole lot of teams maybe doing that. So I think he comes back with the Spurs uh, on a good offer, a good team-friendly offer saying, hey, you know, this is what we're going to offer you. And we're going to lace it with some incentives. If you can hit this mark, you get a bonus. If you can hit this mark, this is a bonus. I mean, he's still developing. He's still young. You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, just give a player like that away to anybody. You do want to make an offer for him. But it has to be the right offer for the team. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, the Spurs are going to have a lot of money this offseason. You know, do they mm-hmm. chase a high-profile free agent that, uh, you know, perhaps it's already established, an all-star, you know, bring him into the fold? You know, there's that. Do they try to negotiate with DeJounte right now and extend him out? You know, they can do a lot with that money. And uh, historically, yeah. Rudy, you know this, the big-day free agents don't really come to San Antonio, only LMA. Only LMA, Lamarcus Aldridge, has been the first and only big star name to say, yeah, I'll sign with San Antonio. uh, You know, big name free agents love to tease San Antonio, don't they? I mean, Kevin Garnett (laughs) did it. You know, oh. They they all say, yeah, they all say, I want to play for Pop. But they don't really mean it. I I mean, how many times do we hear Kyrie Irving, you know, reportedly say he wants to come to play with the Spurs? You know, (laughs) didn't happen. Or maybe the Spurs dodged a bullet there with all the headaches he causes. But... Nevertheless, you know, San Antonio loves to come out of their mouths, but you never see them put pen to paper. So 
you know, yeah. do they invest that? Do they invest it in their young core? Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they match a deal offered to Lonnie if it's just like outrageous. You know, I don't see an yeah. NBA team going that route with Lonnie, con- uh, considering as of this recording, his season has been kind of, eh, you know, technically the numbers are up, but by a smidge. But again, you know, he for a top for a number 15, 18 overall pick, he hasn't really been panning out. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Um, you know, it, you it, this yourself, is not the, the oh, go ahead. I'll say you just gotta, you gotta ask yourself this one question, especially Brian White, Brian White as a GM. Does he make my team better? Flat out, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you answer no to a lot of those questions, then there's your answer, yeah. And this is not your, uh, your bonus uh, mystery question. This is just part of the whole discussion right here with Lonnie and the future of the Spurs. Um, do you think there? You, you think it was? You think it's right now that Spurs fans are having these high expectations for Lonnie to produce? Because what is he now in his fourth, fifth season with the Spurs now? Believe and so yeah. far, there's just we have a fourth. So far, has been you know gradual, you know very baby steps in his development. Um. And now you're really starting to see Spurs fans come out and be like, all right, Lonnie, you know, patience has run out already. You know, you're starting to see that. Okay, so part of the Lonnie question, buy or sell, he is wearing a Spurs uniform next season. I'm going to say, as of this recording, I'm going to say you buy that. I think he is in a Spurs uniform because, like I said, there's really not – I don't see a lot of teams out there – having him at the top of his their free agency list and saying we need him, you know. Again, what does he provide? Does he provide does he provide wins for my team? Possibly. Does he get do I need him on this team to get those wins? No. That's a lot of the questions that a lot of the GMs are going to look at. I think you still see him in a Spurs uniform. I think it's at a team friendly deal, but a lot of fans remember too, you were we were losing Kawhi, the Spurs were losing Kawhi at that time. They lost him. So Drafting Lonnie Walker, who uh, six foot four, you know he's long, he's athletic. It's like, well, the first thing they thought of was here's Kawhi's replacement, and that's really mm-hmm. not fair. The kid was only came out as a freshman and uh, from the University of uh, right. Miami, so he was mm-hmm. still developing. He's still really raw, and a lot of the analysts told you the guy's raw. He's raw talent right now. He's not, you know, NBA ready, and he won't be for a while. So if you took that into consideration, he's probably on track to be the type of player that he's supposed to be because he's not quite there yet. But I do see him in a Spurs uniform uh, on a really good team-friendly deal. And finally, your mystery bonus question, buy or sell, Popovich comes back to the Spurs next season. Oh, God. I don't know why I would have anything less from you there. I'm going to say <laughs> that I now you said it, he comes back next season. Yeah, he's gonna be back next season. You okay. can buy or sell that. I, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. sell that. I'm gonna sell. I think Pop ends up be getting eight wins to get the all-time coaching record. Once he has that, there's nothing left for him to accomplish in the NBA. He's taught so many players. He's brought so many titles to San Antonio. He brought a you know a very good you know feeling to the San Antonio Spurs organization. He's brought everything. I mean, there's really nothing that Pop hasn't brought. Getting him to that eight wins to where he can become the all-time winningest coach in NBA history, I think solidifies an absolute magnificent career for Coach Pop. I don't see him coming back next year if he's able to accomplish that. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually going to buy it that he will be back next season. I think okay. that with Becky exiting after the season, who knows? Maybe she might leave sooner. You know, go do her thing with Las Vegas. Um, that was a big sign. You see Will Hardy leave. Uh, you know, I think he stays on for another season. I mean, he's still spry. He seems rejuvenated. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think he wants to be part of this rebuild. He recently said too, and, and I think he put it in, in really good perspective. Uh, he, in a pregame chat, he told he told the, the media on hand. He goes, he goes, nobody should be. Com-. Now I'm paraphrasing here. He goes, nobody should be complaining about what this team is going through right now. He goes, when you get Tim Duncan and decades of success. You know, no one should be complaining about what they're going through right now. So, oh, and yeah. I think he enjoys, I think he enjoys the teaching aspect of it now. Because he said it himself. He says, he goes, I'm finally teaching. He says, I'm finally teaching. He goes, I, I don't have to just roll the ball out and say, all right, Damar, LMA, do your thing. Kawhi, do your thing. Tony, Timmy, Manu, you know, lead us the way. And now yeah. he's being a coach. And I think this, this is kind of a new thing for him. Um, and we'll definitely see. You know, he has a, a strong bond with uh, Dejounte. Uh, I think yeah, he's he's seen him really, you know, flourish. So would not be surprised if he's back next season. So I'm going to buy that. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Do you agree with sell answers from Popovich returning to Lonnie Walker's future to Primo? Let us know. Uh, Rudy, tell us once again about 9:30. The answer: Sweep the league. What can we expect when we tune in? Yeah, it's every Sunday night on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. You can download the app, uh, 9.30 a.m. The Answer app, or you can find us all over across social media. We go live, or even on the iHeart app. You can actually download that, listen to us live from there. It's uh, Sweep the League Radio every Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Myself, Derek Gervin, and a cast of thousands, a lot of the uh, the young guys out there teaching me uh, a lot about the new things now, but we talk sports, every single sport out there. We talk a lot about the Spurs organization I mean, it's just, it's a good time. Every, every single Sunday is a good time for us. Yeah. And I, I believe like you, you guys are like the only uh, kind of evening radio show on that day. Yeah. We're the is only, that, lo- the, yeah. we're the only local, yeah. Only local live sports show in San Antonio that day. So that's perfect for for us and everybody else. Awesome. Awesome. Make sure to follow Rudy on Twitter at sweep the league. Do it now. Also let him know. How much Godzilla just wrecked King Kong. He loves to hear about that. He just loves it. Um, yeah. I mean, now you look back that's, at the that's fight. Terrible. And, that's terrible. He, 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 he got the best of Kong. I mean, he, he left him lying on, the, on that city street saying, you better calm down. Recognize who the king is. <laughs> Godzilla's the Tom Brady of the Monsterverse because he cheated. You, you can't use all, you know, He has all these abilities. He has all these abilities. The Kong uses pure brute strength. Hey, and, and you know, all this thing like, oh, how Mecha, uh, you know, turned the tables. Like I said before, Godzilla signed for a one title defense fight. He didn't sign for two title defense fights <laughs> on the same day. So it didn't, it was not fair for Godzilla. All kidding aside, make sure to follow Rudy and check out Sweet Daily Radio on 9.30 a.m. The answer in San Antonio. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. And we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Now, yesterday the Spurs took on uh, the Grizzlies. So go check out the aftermath of that game, whether the Spurs won or lost. Subscribe to Locked On Grizzlies right now. So for Rudy Compton, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Mm-hmm.